Hi, I'm Fanny. Hi, I'm Jace. Welcome to Freelance Creative Exchange, where every episode we talk to uh, freelancers about freelancing and gig economy in Singapore and beyond. So today we have our first ever couple, Q and Jose, <laughs> on the show. Yay! Welcome! Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. So Q is a writer-director who is currently based in London. He has most recently co-written British feature film Love Possibly, which premiered at Rain Dance Film Festival and notably receiving the Best Scre- Screenplay Award at the Sochi International Film Festival. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> As a team. Yes. <laughs> Iwan, do you want to introduce yourself? Uh, yeah, uh, I used to work as a visual effects artist uh, for about four years right here in One North. And uh, after I got married with a beautiful girl, <laughs> uh, yeah, well, we moved over to London. Right. Uh, we started, finally had the courage to say I want to properly direct. Mm. Yeah, so, right. that, so that's me. Yeah. Great, thank you so much. So since uh, you know we spoke about this beautiful lady, <laughs> Jose. So Jose has been freelancing for the past five years in different aspects of the film industry, whether it's in visual effects, in editing, or also as a production assistant, right? So um, of course she just landed a full time job um in based in London, of course as well. So maybe Jose, you want to share a bit more about yourself with our audience? Yeah, I've been living in London for the last already eight years I think first studied filmmaking and since then I've been freelancing as you said visual effects editing mm. jobs all kinds of jobs and uh, I just a month ago I I uh, got my first full-time job offer for a company I've been working for for the last few years so very happy about that great so so what do you do maybe care us a bit about your company now what do you so the company mm. is a motion capture company. So we we use the technique for feature films. We go on set, but also in our own studio, we apply it to uh, music videos or commercials or anything really. And we're using uh, mixed reality now. It's a new technology. Mm. So we're creating content for that. And uh, it's a lot of fun. Wow. Are you allowed to say the name of the company? Yeah, it's the Imaginarium Studios, and it's uh, wow. run by Andy Circus, who plays okay. Gollum in Lord of the Rings. Oh, so uh, wow. a lot of skills and a lot of great projects because he attaches his name to it. So right. it's great. Yeah, Star Wars. Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Was that one of the reasons why you chose London as a base for for your to freelance? You know how 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 do you choose? Because you is a Singaporean and Jose, you are actually a from the Netherlands. From the Netherlands, yeah. yeah. So so then, how do you land up in London? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, it's a very natural choice. I mean, we, we met each other in uh, film school mm. in London. Mm. And at the time, you know, I was thinking about pursuing visual effects. And so I think I, I need to be able to be in an English-speaking country. And if you look at the world map, mm. English-speaking, visual effects, mm. you know, top of the game, mm. where can I go? Probably US, Canada, North America, mm. or... Mm. In, in terms of Europe, it's probably London. Mm. So, yeah, one thing led to another. It's quite a natural thing. Yeah, but mm. certainly in Europe, uh, London is the place where, where we get most opportunities. Mm-hmm. So, do you have some challenges when you first started out, you know, freelancing in, in London then? It's more like you need to build up your network. Mm. So, first you start working for maybe small companies or, or like uh, independent projects, mm. but you only meet a small team. Mm. But as soon as you step on a big film set with hundreds mm. of people, 
mm. and you start talking and making friends because there's a lot of downtime. You just drink coffee mm. and you talk to each other. Mm. That's after that you get the calls mm. or the texts. Mm. And you pass it on. If you can't make it, you send it to a few friends. Mm. And as a thank you, next time, they'll include you in putting you forward for other jobs. Mm. So it takes time to build up the network. Yeah, most of our jobs are through word of mouth, isn't it? I've rarely mm. gotten a job after a job interview. <laughs> <laughs> really bad yeah. at job interviews. So it's it's just if people like working with you, they'll put mm. you forward. And yeah. then uh, yeah, it's probably the most direct one. And and you are likely to say yes as well. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So in terms of the landscape, freelancing landscape in, in, in London, right? because we know um, probably it's much more advanced than the freelancing landscape in Singapore. So in London, um, what are some of the common challenges that are always faced by freelancers like yourself? Right. So network mm. uh, connection is important. <clears throat> um, is that like protections for freelancers in, in London as well and yeah, things like that? There is some level, I mean, I, I think the biggest challenge in London mm. is the sheer number of talents over there. Mm. It's super saturated, mm. the market. So mm. yes, there are a lot of opportunities, mm. but there are so many people. And Europe, you know, at the, at the moment is still under European Union. So mm. you are not only fighting against uh, the country, which in itself is very big, you're also fighting against other people from Europe and not to mention international people like myself. Mm. So uh, the best of the best, uh, they're all there. Creme de la creme. Mm. Uh, cream of the crop. <laughs> Pop of the... Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, so um, that that's the biggest challenge. So uh, that's why I think word of mouth is very important mm. because you probably can't always be looking for there's so many people mm. it's very hard to choose mm. and i notice with a lot of friends it's paralyzing for them and okay. for us as well because because the level is so high mm. it can be very scary to put your content out there because mm. it's so oversaturated mm. and it's mm. like the level to even get people enthusiastic is there mm. and that's why even a lot of people they're, they're scared to mm. to even start a project mm. but you just have to do it. You just have to mm. have the fun of doing it mm. and not have in mind the end goal or how it's going to be received. Otherwise, you'll never mm. make anything. Yeah. Mm. Because everybody knows someone who, ha who has won awards. Or, mm. or once you see their work, you know that's you know top quality work. Mm. And for people who are less than that level, mm. maybe just starting out or even you know after a few years, mm. um, the, the comparison is very easy to mm. make with people. Mm. One of the key challenges that we see in a lot of our freelancers currently in Singapore is really in terms of payment issues, you know, and, and things like that. Is, do you face similar issues in London as well when it comes to, you know, payment? I haven't faced oh. payment issues. Okay. Yeah. Um, because we're always not paid. No, I'm quite on it, and mm. uh, there is a small claims court that mm. you can activate. That if you mm. don't get your money after 30 days, mm. you have to pay them a tiny bit of money, mm. but then they'll harass yeah. the people. And then mm. when you win, the, the losing side has to pay for that. Mm. as well yeah but i've never used it but. no mm. but even before that that there is a union mm. it's quite unionized even though you may not be in the union but it's kind of mm. common knowledge in london that 
there will be someone you can go to mm. to fight for you. Mm. Uh, and I'm I'm part, I'm a member of this mm. trade union called Back Back To in London mm. in the UK, and they have things like helpline, free uh, l- legal helplines, mm. and uh, they have publishing and on the internet mm. blacklisting. People oh. who have confirmed uh, mm. um, bad behavior. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So these are the things that would uh, usually people pay within thirty days, mm. even if there are problems. Mm. Uh, they'll talk to you about it. Mm. I don't. Yeah, the other side mm. of it is getting the correct rate. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's exactly. important. I mean, just before Christmas, I quit a really big feature film mm. um, because they tried to get us they offered us a, a full-time contract even mm. though it would be three months mm. which had office hours nine to mm. six and then it was like you may do the occasional overtime mm. and so I expected 10 hour days I was mm. like okay I'll do occasional overtime for no extra pay right. but then it turned out to be 12 hour shooting days Ooh. and every day extra three hours for preparation and wrapping Mm. up Mm. plus any overtime Mm. so and i made the difficult decision to quit because Mm. i was like i'm just not okay with this Mm. um yeah Mm. and it's difficult Mm. but i wasn't the only one and a lot of people were like they they stuck stuck it out till the end but Mm. they were like you were so right to do it Mm. but Mm. they were afraid of maybe having no work Mm. but i just i was like it's not how you say moralistic or like I'm not okay with this mm. so you need to yeah dare to speak up for yourself uh, and mm. the, the way they they put people in that situation mm. if they tell you up front well it's going to be 16 hours excluding traveling and you're not going to get paid over time mm. which by the way freelancers if you work on the set as mm. crew member mm. you get paid over time mm. over uh, two, 10 hours yeah depending on your contract depending on the contract but you may get uh, over time mm. after a certain number of hours let's say mm. two hours you get then two times your pay mm. and after the third hour you get five times you know yeah. something mm. like that I, mm. I did a feature film for three months mm. and I loved overtime because yeah. <laughs> one hour overtime was 50 pound extra right. two hours was right. 100 pound third right. hour would be 100 pound per right. hour right. so when I was done it would be like let me treat you to a dinner or a cinema because <laughs> I just earn extra money. But how is it for you, like, setting your rate? Because mm. for you, it's a different process. Because you're not dealing with the agency. You mm. just say, I am worth. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Because I, I do a lot of visual effects. Mm. So with visual effects, there is a general... Um, rate. Yeah, rate that is lower than, of course, camera crew or other creative departments like editors, animators. So those are skills that are as, uh, known to have uh, mm. a certain rate. With visual effects artists, it's so general. Uh, and people often misunderstand mm. the concept of visual effects. Sometimes they want motion graphics. Uh, yeah. They'll tell you, we need a VFX artist. Mm. Or I'm looking for a dragon to fly over. Mm. But it's only two seconds. Mm. So they think it's going to be super easy. Mm. But two seconds or two minutes, you need to make the dragon. Mm. Uh, so there are things like that which make VFX artists' um, uh, rate mm. become very low. Mm. Because it's also against time. Um, let's say they pay you, oh, 1,000 mm. for the whole job. And you think it's really good. 
but actually it takes a long time, including revisions. And, mm. and this, this is a general thing that happens mm. both in companies and also freelancers. Mm. So do you think um, because you are Asian and then you might face certain disadvantage when you work with in countries like London? No, Asian okay. people are better at the computer. Oh, really? Oh, that's nice to hear. Yeah. Um, Positive discumination. Yeah. But Q's credit as a um, visual effect artist is quite um, impressive because he has worked in like Interstellar, even mm. Avengers Age of Ultron, mm. Mission Impossible. Mm. Does this, um, you know, this repertoire help mm. you in any way more than a typical Singaporean freelancer? I mean, you know, mm. the Singapore typical yeah. Singaporean freelancer will only mm. deal with like films corporate videos maybe, mm-hmm. but you yeah. you are kind of different does, does this help you yeah. a lot the the london and singapore relationship is very weird because i got these credits mm. in singapore mm. in one north mm. uh, d- uh double negative mm. so uh yeah and interstellar that was my first project as a mm. junior artist in fact almost mm. intern level no, no no i was a junior mm. artist and uh, yeah, gradually I, I got more and more opportunities to try. So, but this company is of course from London, mm. based in London. Mm. Uh, and while I was studying there, I tried to get a job mm. in London, but because of visa issues, mm. uh, it didn't happen. And I was recommended to come to Singapore branch. Oh. Uh, and then later on, because of this, mm. when I went back to London again, I... Yeah, people see my CV and they mm. think, ah, you have seen, you have been mm. in a big uh, production. Mm. You must mm. uh, have some experience mm. one way or another. Mm. Uh, so it's definitely helpful. Mm. I think it's very, it looks impressive to people mm. and I have benefited. Mm. 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 So talking about um, visa and all this, so currently we all know what's facing London, right? The uncertainty of Brexit and things like that. So how, how do you think that will actually affect you know, your stay in London? Would you, would you consider moving to other parts of uh, Europe or...? It's the certainty of the uncertainty, I think. <laughs> yeah, no one... It's definitely uncertain. <laughs> We've dealt with lawyers for to get it, getting his visa mm. to come to London. Mm. So when we call them, like, what's happening with Brexit? Yeah. They're like, we don't know. It's never happened before. Mm. And the rules haven't been written down yet. Mm. So we really don't know. Uh, the only, you know, worst case, I'm European, so mm. we can always sort of, on that basis, get into Europe. Mm. Uh, but then you have the problem of the language. Mm. So if we had to move, mm. I don't know, maybe Canada. Well, I mean, <laughs> that wouldn't be a bad option. No, but we mm. we're not afraid because I mm. think I'm allowed to stay, and mm. then because he's my husband, mm. he's also allowed to stay and apply after mm. he's been in the UK for five mm. years. Yeah, it would be mm. crazy to imagine that they're kicking, they kick all the Europeans out. Mm. And uh, if they I do, can't I imagine don't want to be there. <laughs> yeah, it would be I a mean, bad situation. It's the charm of mm. London to have such, so many cult- cultures yeah. around you. and mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So yeah. how did you both start a freelancing? Do you have like a six-month savings plan stashed somewhere? <laughs> Is that what people have here? <laughs> Six well, most of them don't have, but yeah. I think it's something that uh, we have always been advised, mm. right, to have in yeah. that sense. Yeah. So, so but a lot of people still jump into it without having it, lah. Yeah. Mm. Definitely feels unplanned for me. Mm. It's very natural in the film industry that it mm. is freelance. Mm. Um. So yeah, and then you just, I always, 
I'm like fishing, if you know what I mean. I'm asking several people, mm. uh, do you know anything coming up? It's a constant fishing. Mm. And then I would sometimes even commit to two projects at the same time mm. because projects drop all mm. the time. Mm. As long as I know I have enough people who can replace me. Mm. So I make sure I don't let anyone down. But also I make sure the job is not going to let me down because mm. I have other options mm. um, so in that way try to protect mm. yeah and it's it's worked out all right mm. yeah mm. Mm. how about you um you know i'm just reflecting like the visual effects artist mm. uh it is very difficult to freelance in the way that it's a teamwork yeah, yeah. it's yeah. uh if it's a one person or you know one to two small mm. team it's either a very low budget uh, a project or a very small project mm. in which case you don't earn much anyway uh, you would need to freelance in the sense of getting an employment mm. short-term contracts mm. with big bigger companies mm. so yes and and after uh, moving in Lon to London 2016 I did you know, just starting out, I lost a lot of contacts. I don't know many people. Mm. Uh, after working in Singapore for four years, mm. um, I had to take on whatever I could get. Yeah. So this includes also, uh, apart from student films, uh, small mm. projects. I was a receptionist in mm. fil film school, in a school. Oh. Yeah, I had Me to... Too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it, it's just really whatever you can get. Mm. Uh, I remember I was catering on a film set. I cook oh. the food, I packed it into boxes oh, and wow. I take a taxi and send it to people oh. on film set. Yeah. So you just have, I had to do whatever I had to do. Uh, eventually, uh, there were some jobs where I get to direct uh, or shoot small documentaries in China, go overseas. Mm. And so that got paid pretty reasonably, pretty well. Uh, then things got a bit better. Mm. Yeah, and, and that was when I, I thought I should really try to direct more mm. movies, write mm. more. Right, right. Yeah. But just curious, so you are based in London, how did that China film company manage to find you and get you over? No, it's a it's an English company. Oh, it's an English company, English then, company. but filming done in China. Yeah, yeah. Right. they do research work, so mm. they want to understand the people yeah. more. Mm. Uh, so it's, uh, they call it ethnography. Mm. Yeah, she, yeah. She, I, I first worked for them mm. and then because they work in so many countries they're looking always for people who mm. and can do filmmaking and mm. are okay with people and uh, speak the language mm. and have the culture so I, I put him forward as well and then mm. now he has a lot more work <laughs> it's, it's like China's such a big, a big place, big yeah. place. Yeah, like China is a big yeah. place yeah. Yeah. so Singaporeans mm. knowing the language is actually a, a benefit and advantage for us right yeah, no, def definitely. It, it's I mean, it's generally good to know more languages anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, yeah, I, I spoke to an agent. Uh, the best thing a uh, writer-director, that can happen to a director, mm -hmm. is to get represented. Mm -hmm. uh, because then you don't need to uh, look for jobs. And you are more also, hopefully, at, by the time, um, you are more established as well. Mm -hmm. So the best... Um, so uh, this agent told me that you need to demonstrate your skills mm. so that you can go under the wing of an agency. Mm. And when he said that I had a special advantage, 
because I can speak Chinese. Mm. So if I get represented, sure, maybe you are not as good because of where you are. I, I only started directing last year. Um, so maybe your level is not, you know, like, like I said, London is very saturated. But if you can uh, display your uh, language and um, yeah, the understanding of the culture and etiquettes, there is an edge. Because in England, they're now really big on diversity. Yeah. And they have this special group called BAME, which is mm. Black, Asian, Middle Eastern. Ah. So as on the one hand, it can be uncomfortable. You don't really yeah. want to put yourself as I'm different. Yeah. On the other hand, I do encourage him <laughs> to like make use of yeah. it. Yeah. Like the yeah. same that I could make use of, because it's also big on our females in mm. the industry. Mm. And it feels on the one hand, like, I don't want to make it a point. Mm. On the other hand, if it's there, yeah. if it that helps. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. You just ride the wave. Yeah. The wave comes. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, both of you are freelancers um, together, you know, as a couple, right? Does that create any kind of stress? Or actually, you feel that that's the thing that binds both of you together? The observation mm. is probably we have different working time mm. because not all of us we are not synchronized like a monday to friday yeah. mm. so i may have this job you may have that job yeah in different days different timing different location mm. so we never really know yeah it's only when i start as full-time that mm. i finally have a weekend yeah. mm. <laughs> it's not because even if you don't have to work in the weekend as a freelancer you yeah. either have to finish up some work yeah. or you have to look for work yeah. or you didn't make enough money to do fun stuff so it's like like it's the first time after five six years of freelancing that i'm like what am I gonna do? Like it's a proper <laughs> weekend, uh, but then because he's still freelancing, yeah. he may be busy. And uh, but I don't mind. I mean, we understand both worlds. Mm. Um, and yeah, it's it's nice now. At least to have one side a bit of stability. Mm. I mean, I say one side, but you're yep. you're a team, so yep. um, yeah. Mm. It sometimes it can be like a point of tension i don't mm. know because he wants to wait for the perfect job and mm. i'm like but you haven't worked for a while so just take anything <laughs> and but i can't you know he has to follow his passion and heart right. i guess right because mm. if you keep doing unrelated jobs you'll mm. never advance with your career mm. yeah. so yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. That's yeah that's a very good point because mm. i think a lot of us are stuck at you know just trying to make some money mm. and then we just take whatever job that comes yeah. along the yeah. way mm. and we fail to think that actually the next job could very well determine where we are going mm. or stagnant mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah 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 but of course on the other hand you know like i mean i mean especially for singapore right singapore cost of living is very high you know so at every point in time like uh young freelancers will always have to think about oh, when can i buy my first house yeah. you know mm. who's going to take care of me when i'm sick you know so a lot of this kind of uh, I would say daily struggle that a lot of the freelancers are facing in Singapore especially right um, especially from a financing point of view mm. right um, but for, for both of y'all when you are together as a freelancer is finance a, a, a tension as well in that sense you know because both of y'all are freelancing I guess in that sense income is irregular you know <laughs> then 
I, I guess London's standard of living is also quite high, yeah. you know. So how do you cope with issues like this, you know? Yeah, for me, a house is still unimaginable. <laughs> if there's a goal to work towards, mm. then yes, maybe we we cannot attain it right now. But then we can work towards that. Mm. I, I, uh, you give me, you know, a hundred thousand pounds right now. Mm. I still don't think we would. It would it would still be questionable whether we buy a house in London. Yeah. Because mm. for me, like, is London my home? Like where I put my roots down. Right. You're from Holland. I'm not. Mm. I'm not sure. And the other thing is. In London, the real estate is crazy. Mm. It's Especially crazy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You want to work there? <laughs> nobody knows. Yeah, nobody yeah. Knows. You, yeah. You just can't because they're like million pound houses. Mm. How can you? And if you want to spend five hundred thousand pound, which is one million of our mm. Singapore dollars, you get a mm. one or two bedroom apartment. Mm. So people usually buy the house when they know where they want to settle. Mm. So I'm not even sure. I think renting is just an inevitable fate for the next mm. five years. Mm. But what would be good for us, I think, is to uh, is to know yeah. what what we want to do on a on a bigger picture. Mm. Yeah, and I I I have to concede. I have to admit that mm. I I am very much a dreamer. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah, <laughs> which is why I married you. <laughs> So you're the practical one. A little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> we have our practical moments, yeah. and we also have our dreaming moments. Yeah. Just that we are not synchronized. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I, I out of necessity, then I would go and look for certain jobs that are not uh, re- directly related to, but uh, to to directing, for yeah. example. Yeah. Sometimes, the job that you take. Uh, takes you to a place yeah. where you don't expect yeah my dad yeah. always says from work comes work and it's, mm. it's always true as, as soon as you do something new you meet new people mm. it will lead to more mm. things whether it's just knowledge or connections mm. or anything so mm. yeah mm. yeah so mm. these days are more open to doing whatever mm. as long as it's not ridiculously yeah. far away right yeah. I think in London, this chaotic lifestyle is, mm. is very normal and okay. When when I just moved to London, someone said, oh, in this city, nobody knows. And I think mm. it just defines London. In there, everyone is just sort of running around. Nobody has the answer, mm. what's the right way to do things. Mm. Whereas I'm from the Netherlands, mm. I feel people are much more like, it's going to be like this, or I'm going to do like that. And mm. in five years, this. And maybe mm. in Singapore as well, it feels more mm. structured and planned. Mm. So it can be harder to be different mm. from that. Mm. But in London, it's it's just everyone is doing their thing. And mm. so it, feel, it doesn't feel wrong what mm. we're doing. Yeah, mm. so we're not uneasy with it. Yeah, mm. yeah I, I, get, mm. I get scared when I see my friends uh, getting, a, for example, a BTO. Mm. If you know what a BTO is. Well, Singaporean, I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So a BTO with their girlfriend, sometimes mm. first girlfriend, sometimes, mm. a, you know, uh, s- even before getting married. But mm. the policies in Singapore dictates uh, that you have to yeah. plan ahead yeah. for yeah. like five to ten years ahead, yeah. Yeah. which can be a good thing mm. because the stability is so... Uh, I I guess uh, can be easily managed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Now with us, with us uh, in London, there are no such, uh, none of mm. such policies, which means that you, if anything, it's the London is the place for you to fight. It's not really the place for you to uh, plan. <laughs> yeah, down. for you to settle, <laughs> for you to yeah. have a home, because it's so expensive and everyone's running around. Mm. Mm. So we're there in fighting mode. Right. But we have to think about what we're going to do yeah. after. Yeah. Yeah. So, you just want to find out from you, right? I mean, after being like freelancers for five years and then, you know, turning into a full-timers, what is the, how is the transition like for you? Are you getting used to it? Just now you mentioned about mm. weekends, right? So, but other than the weekends, you know, how do you, how do you do the transition from a freelancer to a full-timer? For me, it was quite... All right, because I've actually always been quite consistently working as a freelancer. So mm. it's not like one day here. Um, but uh, after the feature film that I quit because of the money, mm. uh, I was like, I want to try something new. Maybe I don't want to work in film anymore. So mm. I took on, uh, I did, I took a marketing job. Mm. Uh, actually, after one or two weeks, I knew I'm going to be gone after one to three months. Like, mm. I felt uneasy because even though I loved it because my mind was challenged, mm. um, I felt I can't dedicate my life to every day say bye bye this is great come by from us there's nothing wrong with it but i couldn't yeah, live with just, it mm. so i uh and then the day i i quit that was the day i got an email in my inbox mm. from the other company mm. saying we have something for you and wow. because that company already feels like home to me i've been working mm. for them for six years mm. um it's it's quite an easy transition because I love the people. I know the mm. place. I know how they work. Mm. The only strange thing is that normally I'm there when there's a shoot. Mm. Now for the last month, there hasn't been a shoot. So I'm mm. part of testing, uh, just learning. Mm. So the difference is that, you know, normally somebody tells me in my ear on the walkie talkie what mm. to do and I just mm. follow orders. Now nobody tells me. Mm. So you have to you know show initiative come mm. up with ideas um mm. and test and try so mm. it's 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 different yeah mm. that's that's the biggest thing to get used to because mm. i feel a bit useless because mm. i'm not following orders mm. and i question am i doing the right thing mm. um but hopefully with time that will mm. does that feel that free freelancers will always be employees in the sense that we'll always be the follower in or am I wrong? That, that depends. You can be hired as a freelance um, set designer and you ah, still have the creative that's input. True, that's it's true, just yeah. that my work is quite following, mm. like following orders. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, How cool. about you, Q? <laughs> Do you ever, on the other side of the coin, yeah. would you ever think about you know going back to full-time employment again? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the nature of full-time and uh, freelance it's not a concern to me. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm happy with stability. I can uh, tolerate uh, the lack of stability. Mm -hmm. The more important thing for me is to do something that, that I create something for myself. Mm -hmm. At least ideally I'm working towards that. Mm -hmm. um, even though that might mean that I'm taking less jobs or I am um, getting paid less, because um, 
yeah, I think with with writing and directing, it, it's a little bit of a different equation with uh, other jobs. Um, but uh, no, I can really accept anything as long as I get the opportunity to mm. uh, write something, create mm. something. Mm. Mm. So yeah. what are some of the challenges um, your face, um, you know, or mistake that you have made during your freelance career that you would like to share with our audiences so that they won't make the same mistake? <laughs> uh, I think I'm quite a diplomatic person mm-hmm. or I, I, I want, by nature, I try to please people. Is it a Singaporean thing? I don't know. <laughs> uh, is it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> No, I mean, not entirely because, of course, I know many people who are not like that, uh, Singaporean. But um, I, w- I may not dare to negotiate. Mm. I may not dare to be assertive mm. in what I need for yeah. the job. Mm. I would, I'm my te- I have an te- inclination to go like, uh, no, I'll just bend a bit backwards because, mm. you know, also uh, there's, I'm afraid they would turn me down, like they would not give me the job or... Uh, hate me for some reason mm. so I would say no nah, 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 it's okay I'll, I'll just uh, suck it, it up yeah, just, for just... this you know for, for this time mm. uh, then eventually uh, yeah knowing other people seeing how they operate and also um, just I guess by experience mm. more and more I'm trying to counter that mm. nature of mm. mine and I try to go mm. yeah but I find many techniques to, to do this for example, yes, I'm really nervous. I'm really scared to make uh, to negotiate. But I would say, maybe things like, I really don't want to do this, but I have to. Mm-hmm. So then it gives me a, a small little platform to to to. Uh, yeah, it feels like uh, they can empathize with me a bit more, rather than me being sounding like a like a mm-hmm. saying like I need this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we make a lot of mistakes with with the money side. Um, yeah, I think. I, uh, yeah, mm. he always he always manages to get higher rates. I don't know. I feel I'm quite because afraid. Because I'm a man. Yeah. <laughs> is, well. is that is that, is that <laughs> a thing really? Yeah. No. I feel women are more scared. Like they don't deserve it, or mm. they feel they have to prove themselves more. Mm. Um, and therefore they're like. Well, probably not ask because then they'll get someone right. else mm-hmm. but right. yeah whether that's true or not it could be a personality thing or, or it could be a co- I don't know yeah because mm-hmm. I mean I am like that I don't dare to even if I ask more I don't get as much as other people mm-hmm. because I mean London yeah is, there's also the other thing where sometimes you see people who are not as good mm-hmm. getting the jobs and getting paid higher mm-hmm. because they have a good personality mm-hmm. and with me and maybe you as well, my our upbringing is that you gotta have the chops. Mm-hmm. You have to have the substance. Yeah. So talent and substance are very important values mm-hmm. for us. Mm-hmm. So when we see people get jobs, but they're not very good, they're winging it. Mm-hmm. We feel that this is very strange. Mm-hmm. But uh, eventually, you realize uh, per, per, it's also important to have a good personality. Yeah. When people enjoy working with you. Uh, it means a lot mm. so I, I still don't agree that you should be faking it mm. but I need to learn how to have a good personality mm-hmm. com- um, working relationship mm. Mm. so um, so when I negotiate I usually negotiate based on my talent or my 
portfolio, mm. something that I can show for. Mm. But in the last few years, I think actually I can also negotiate based on other factors like whether um, how how much they need me mm. at the time. Maybe I I'm able to uh, tap into that situation more, or or that uh, the budget of the project. Mm. Sometimes the budget is a bit bigger, therefore, you know, I can be paid more. For example, mm. yeah. Otherwise, based on our old, my old mentality, mm. I will never be paid enough. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, um, do you think it's important for Singaporean to look beyond? I mean, of course, it's important for us to look beyond Singapore show because Singapore mm. is a very small market, right? So the opportunity here may be limited. And then, like what you mentioned, London is really a big place with a lot of talent, mm. right? Um, so how would you, if let's say a fellow Singaporean who is looking to branch out, Right to other countries, how, what would you advise them to look up for? You know, um, how do they make that first move? In 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 that sense, network, network, yeah. <laughs> no, but you need to have the context. Um, for every country and every profession, uh, probably different. Mm-hmm. So all, all I can explain is uh, about London. In London, there is a visa mm-hmm. problem. So you are you won't be able to just go and then just start. That that is not not possible. Lah. So I imagine this applies to many countries as well. Uh, but education is one way right. of getting a. There are short courses mm-hmm. there. Are. So if you want to do, in our case, let's say filmmaking, mm-hmm. you could join a six months course and apply for the appropriate visa mm-hmm. and just go. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's certainly one way. What I find interesting is that the internet is amazing, right? Mm. I see a lot of film labs, talent labs, mm. and just knowing people uh, by emailing yeah. anything, you can make friends even without mm. uh, going. So uh, we have a lot of international friends because of film school and just being in London. Mm. I was a- I'm able to keep in touch with them via Facebook and things. And you just never know. Sometimes uh, you get a chance to, yeah. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you, you for the sharing. Thank you for the time. So thank you to you as well, audience, for joining us in another episode of the Freelance Creative Exchange. If you enjoyed the show, let us know by clicking the like button or leave a comment below. Subscribe and hit the bell button so you won't miss out on our next episode. Until then, bye. Bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs>